This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything today. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. And brought to you by Mandaco. Talk to your Mandeco dealer or visit mandeco.com to learn more about Mandeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Today, we have the latest outlook on spring runoff following last week's heavy snowstorm in parts of southern Saskatchewan, especially the southeast. It seems there's very little chance of flooding. We also hear from Protein Industries Canada, which has reached a research deal with the university in the Netherlands to expand the use of prairie crops. Research shows bigger profit with smaller cows, and the annual report from Saskatchewan Animal Protective Services was released last week. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Municipal Hail Insurance. Farmers insuring farmers. See municipalhail.ca. The Saskatchewan Water Security Agency says there's little reason to worry about spring runoff from last week's heavy snowstorm. Patrick Boyle with the Water Security Agency says cooler weather has prompted a slow, steady melt of snow this week. Well, the recent snowfall, uh, although... uh you know, impressive for a springtime, it's not going to cause any issues at this point in time. So it'll just add to a lot of those peak flows that have already made their way through a lot of the systems. And particularly looking at the southeast right now, the, the continuous snow cover and the lower temperatures have actually resulted in the slow melt of that recent snow. So it's a losing a lot of that snowpack. And some of the measurements we've taken, it's dropped from 15 centimeters to 8 centimeters today. So, and it's not really coming off that fast on the landscape because the temperatures have been so low. So really not expecting a significant stream flow response because of the temperatures and from that melt. So we kind of went from very, you know, warm temperatures and now it's cooled off and it's going slow. And we think the bulk of that moisture is going to infiltrate into the ground and have a minimal response to runoff in many areas. So despite all the heavy snow we had, and particularly in the southeast, any no threat of flooding? No, no threats of flooding at this point in time. What it's going to do is just add to the current flows that are happening. But because of the temperatures after that snowfall event, uh, we're, we're really seeing a slow, gradual melt. And, and as the, we stay above zero and things warm, and a lot of it's going to infiltrate into the ground and have a, a minimal response. So that's positive. We'd actually like a, a bit warmer temperatures to kind of get things moving along here a little bit more as we get closer to that rainfall season in the spring here. Where, if any, do we see any high water levels? At this point in time, really, the peaks are making their way through a lot of different areas, and, and there isn't a whole lot of situations where we have high flows right now. For the most part, the southwest is getting back to normal, and things are receding there. So even in the southeast, we're seeing some uh, flows taper off into to some of the larger reservoirs, and Rafferty and Grant Divine. And in the Coppell Lakes, they continued to make their way through there right now. So that's the water's arriving in most of those areas. But a lot of it's going to be similar to what happened in spring of 2022. So no flooding issues expected. So we will see Last Mount Lake get a bit higher than 2022. So, but outside of that, no, no issues expected. Patrick Boyle is with the Saskatchewan Water Security Agency. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. 
Regina-based Protein Industries Canada is working with the university in the Netherlands to support the use of more plant-based sources of protein. An agreement between the Regina-based group and a university in the Netherlands was announced at the Dutch consulate in Vancouver last week. Protein Industries Canada Director of Business Development, James Street, outlines the benefits of the agreement. We're meeting with uh, the president of Wageningen University in the Netherlands to celebrate a a signature um, and a a letter of support to collaborate with uh, research and development on plant-based proteins here in Canada. So what does this mean for farmers? Well, it's going to mean more opportunities to add value to the broad acreage crops uh, that we use to extract protein for the the latest and greatest plant-based foods and ingredients that you see on the marketplace today. What will be researched? We'll be looking at formulations, uh, you know, solving for taste and texture and, you know, creating the, the great products that are going to help Canada be competitive on the global stage when it comes to the finished products. There's going to be collaboration further upstream in the value chain and looking at where the um, functionality plays a role in the plant breeding as well. So making sure that Canada's crop production is also you know, relevant and and competitive going forward, making sure that we're growing the crops that are adjusting and adapting to the uh, consumer taste. What kind of products are we talking about? Well, these are often, you know, the the largest category is the the plant-based beverages, um, but we do see increased growth in the plant-based meat analogs. So your your plant-based chicken nuggets and your burgers and sausages, those sorts of things, as well as growing demand and growing uh, innovation in plant-based cheeses and a lot of the functional foods and functional ingredients that are used in some of the health products as well. Have you put a cost or value to this letter of agreement? Well, we're we're just in early stages of looking at where the opportunities are and where this is the first stage in connecting Canadian companies with Dutch companies to explore where these R&D collaborations will be. Um, this, of course, is happening lockstep with the launch of our second fund where Ministry of Innovation and Science and Economic Development, I said, had granted us $150 million through the Global Innovation Supercluster Program. So we'll be looking at opportunities to dedicate a portion of that fund on our side to support that R&D. Are the Dutch uh, ahead of Canada or behind Canada? Where do they stand in developing plant-based foods as an expanding protein base? Yeah, I don't know that it's so much a, a lead, but we're we're working together. You know, Canada and the Netherlands are, are both working on this because we see the value and the opportunity in, in both countries working on this. Canada and the Netherlands are both seen as global thought leaders and innovators in the space. So it's it's a really natural marriage of, of the two jurisdictions. Well, we're really excited to to see where the R&D projects are going to land. You know, we are excited to see what sort of challenges we can solve and increase the competitiveness of Canada. James Street is the Director of Business Development for Regina-based Protein Industries Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. And now today's Agri-View with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integritire in Grenfell. Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada released its latest supply and demand projections on Friday. Canola ending stocks for both the current marketing year and 2023-24 were raised slightly. The government agency lowered its canola export forecast for 2022-23 by 200,000 metric tons from March 
now pegging movement at 8.4 million tons, with domestic usage left unchanged at 9.738 million metric tons. Ending stocks were raised to 1 million tons from 800,000 the previous month. The canola carryout for 2023-24 was up to 1.05 million from 850,000 the previous month. The wheat numbers also saw a minor adjustment with a 100,000 metric ton increase in old crop export projections to 24.4 million, leading to a matching drop in carryout now at 4.4 million tons. New crop Canadian wheat ending stocks were left unchanged at 5.7 million metric tons. Statistics Canada is set to release its first survey-based acreage estimates for the 2023 crop on Wednesday, which should lead to some adjustments in future AAFC reports. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency has revoked three primary control zones for the highly contagious avian flu in British Columbia. It says this happens when post-outbreak surveillance is completed and no further cases of avian influenza are detected. The agency's website showed the number of birds that have been impacted in the province as of last Wednesday was 3,657,000. It says that while the virus affects birds, there is no evidence it can be passed to humans who consume poultry products. The Canola Council of Canada has begun the process of searching for the next president and CEO of the organization. Current President Jim Everson announced his departure earlier this month and will continue in the role until a new president and CEO is in place. The executive committee of the board has selected HR Resolve to lead the recruitment effort, which is now underway. Board Chair Jennifer Marchand says the new president and CEO will harness a cooperative approach to continue to build new opportunities and growth for the sector. She says Everson played a key role in reforming the Canola Council's financial governance, opening new market access pathways, and leading the value chain through challenging market access issues. Everson joined the council as president in April of 2017 and also previously served as vice president of government relations with the council from 2008 to 2015. Russia's former president says that if the G7 moves to ban exports to Russia, Moscow will respond by terminating the Black Sea grain deal that enables vital exports of grain from Ukraine. Russia has repeatedly threatened to scrap its participation in the grain deal, which is due to expire on May 18th. The G7 is reportedly discussing reversing its sanctions approach so that exports to Russia are automatically banned unless they are included on a designated list of products allowed to be shipped to the country. Under the current framework, goods are allowed to be sold to Russia unless they are explicitly blacklisted. The G7 agriculture ministers have called for the extension, full implementation and expansion of the deal to export Ukrainian grain through the Black Sea. The Prime Minister of Poland claims European Union measures to help farmers affected by a glut of Ukrainian food imports are too little, too late. On Friday, the government approved $3.23 billion Canadian in aid for Polish agriculture, 
Central European countries are trying to thrash out a deal with Brussels on EU-wide measures to help agriculture after some of them unilaterally introduced import bans on Ukrainian food products. Several Central European countries became transit routes for Ukrainian grain that could not be exported through the country's Black Sea ports because of Russia's full-scale invasion in February of 2022. Bottlenecks then trapped millions of tons of grains in countries bordering Ukraine, forcing local farmers to compete with an influx of cheap Ukrainian imports. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly sunny today, wind southeast 30, gusting to 50. The high, plus 7, we're one degree away from that. The low, minus 2. Tomorrow, cloudy, clearing in the afternoon. Wind southeast 30, gusting to 50. The high tomorrow, 6 degrees. Tomorrow night, showers and windy with a low of plus 2. Wednesday, sunny, windy, a high of 11. The low, minus 3. Thursday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers. The high, 11. The low, minus 3. Friday, sunny, the high 13, the low 0. Saturday, sunny, the high 16, the low minus 1. Sunday, sunny with a high of 15 degrees. Normal high for this date is 15, the normal low is 0. The sun rose at 547 this morning, it sets at 807 tonight. And currently, around the province, the hot spot is leader in the west-central part of Saskatchewan, sort of in the south part, plus 14, the cold spot, is Weyburn at plus two. Estevan is six degrees. Saskatoon nine. Swift Current eight. Weyburn once again is plus two, the cold spot, and Yorkton plus five. Regina cloudy and plus six. That's 43 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 46, gusting to 58. Humidity is 44%. Thermometer rising 102.1. Cloudy and Moose Jaw plus four. Winds are from the east, southeast 39, gusting to 54. Once again, Regina cloudy and six. That's 43 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Pulse crop breeding in Saskatchewan is heading in a new direction. The Saskatchewan Pulse Growers partnered with Lima Grain in July 2022. Sherry Lynn Phelps is SPG's Director of Research and Development and explains who Lima Grain is. Lima Grain is the fourth largest seed company in the world and is farmer-owned cooperative with a farmer-based board of directors. Lima Grain and SPG have partnered to create a new pea and lentil breeding program that will be based out of Saskatoon. 
The program will be focused on breeding varieties to solve growers' greatest challenges, including root disease in peas and lentils, herbicide tolerance in lentils, and increased yield and protein content. Jason Reinheimer is the head of cereals and pulse research with Lima Grain. He goes into their 2022 crop trial season. Lima Grain is the fourth largest seed company in the world. 2022 was our, our first um, full season breeding uh, with uh, both peas and lentils uh, in, in Saskatchewan. I guess the, the most uh, exciting part of the season was having uh, Janet Tashura, who is our, our new pulse breeder, uh, who was committed to, to work with us in Canada now. Uh, she arrived in, in Canada for the 2022 season and was able to oversee the breeding program for the season, which was really nice. And, and after the season, uh, doing one full summer in Saskatchewan, she's decided to, to stay on full time as our, our pulse breeder uh, in Canada. So um, she spent the summer there and uh, we convinced her while she was uh, enjoying the Saskatchewan summer to stay and then hopefully uh, she survives the winters now. But um, in addition, in addition to that great that great news of having Jeanette on board, uh, we're able to um, run field trials uh, right across the prairies, primarily in Saskatchewan. And the field team at the LCRC um, were able to manage eight locations successfully. Uh, it was a great season with uh, both peas and lentils being, you know, planted, uh, managed, and harvested uh, with notes taken. Uh, we, we run over 10,000 plots, that yield plots, uh, across these locations, which I think was a really good uh, success for our first full season. And in addition to that, uh, you know, one of our key objectives is not only uh, in the development of, of new genetics and new varieties, but you know, a big part of it is delivery. So how quickly we can deliver seed of new varieties uh, to Saskatchewan growers as quick as possible. So we we had a, a big effort in our seed production and we, we ran uh, many hectares of, uh, of new varieties or potential new varieties uh, in terms of uh, breeding to seed production in, in uh, near Saskatoon. So that was a success as well. So, you know, with new products coming through the registration system, I think we've set ourselves up hopefully to deliver them in, them very quickly. So in, in addition as well, we, we understand that, uh, you know, ensuring that uh, new varieties have, uh, you know, traits that are of high value to farmers, not only in yield, but also in disease resistance. So our pathologists and our pathology team have worked on developing uh, new protocols and disease nurseries to be able to screen for important diseases such as the phanomyces. Also, you know, we're building into our um, early generation breeding as well in, in terms of our you know rapid cycle breeding and, and other other ways to integrate uh, new traits so uh, a lot happened in 2022 and I guess we're very very happy that it, we were able to pull off a very successful season. Jason Reinheimer is the head of cereals and pulse research with Lima Grain. His comments come the re- come from the recent Pulse of the Prairies podcast. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com The Animal Protection Services of Saskatchewan says there were several significant cases of animal abuse during the past year. The annual report was released last week. Executive Director Don Ferguson says in terms of big cases when seizing animals, cattle usually have the highest number. 
In 2022, in one situation, his organization seized upwards of 300 head of cattle. He suggests the action is tied to the weather, with drought-like conditions for the past couple of years. And if you haven't been sort of ruthless in your culling or reducing your numbers or doing your feed testing and make sure you have sufficient feed, this past year really exposed those sort of management practices as not being sufficient. Last month, Animal Protection Services of Saskatchewan seized 15 horses in two different incidents. Ferguson says there's generally not a single cause for why Although, in these instances, inadequate feed played a role. A lot of it boils down to sufficient quantity and quality of feed, but there's generally not just a single cause. It's usually multiple things that are involved. When you, when you haven't done the planning to have sufficient feed for your animals, there's likely other areas of your husbandry that you're neglecting. The horses spent a month under Animal Protection Service's care, regaining condition before the agency auctioned them off. Ferguson says he believes they were auctioned off to become companion animals. Last year, he says there were 941 files, and of those, 370 or 39 percent involved something wrong where they had to take action. Over 200 of the files where they had to take action were resolved by education and compliance. A cross-country study shows cow-calf operations with smaller cows tend to be more profitable. The numbers come from the Canadian Cost of Production Network, which benchmarks the activities of 220 cow-calf producers across the country. Brenna Grant is the executive director of Canfax. When we looked at it, we asked a couple of questions because the savings on winter feed, was that due to the fact that they lived in the sunny south and they just fed less days? And the reality was these operations actually fed more days. It was the fact that they were able to feed less per head per day because of those smaller cow weights. And when I say small, I'm not saying tiny. The average for that top third was about 13 to 30 pounds. And even with the larger herds of over 100 head, they were over 1,300 pounds, just over. So they're relatively smaller. And even though it gave them less weaning weight, their cost savings actually is what made the difference in terms of profitability. The Cost of Production Network crunches numbers from large, mid-sized and smaller cow-calf producers. Grant says the top one-third of producers tend to have more larger producers, but smaller producers are also found in the most efficient category. Those top third operations also had um, larger herds uh, than the lower medium. But we did see some small benchmark farms that were profitable and were even cost competitive with the larger operations. So it definitely was possible and is possible to be profitable and be a small operation. And I think that's really important when you think about mixed operations that are having cows in the nooks and crannies of the operation. Brenna Grant is the executive director of Canfax. Syngenta Canada has announced that it will release a limited amount of Matador 120EC insecticide and Volium Express insecticide in Western Canada. It's a focus on horticulture and pulse crops in time for the 2023 growing season. Syngenta's head of corporate affairs, Christina Stroud, has further details. We've made a decision to release uh, Matador 120EC as well as a Volume Express uh, in Western Canada, uh, and they're also available in Eastern Canada. 
And, uh, you know, we made this decision because we wanted to make sure that we were supporting farmers. We knew that um, possibly during this season it's going to be a, a high-pressure season, and we wanted to make sure that we could do whatever we could to protect their crops from the forecasted pressure coming up. And so where we'll be releasing them, we'll, we'll work with our retail head offices to ensure that the product is distributed in the key horticulture and pulse-growing regions. Stroud says this distribution decision is in response to the Pest Management Regulatory Agency reevaluation of Lambda products, the active ingredient in Matador and Volium Express. Absolutely. It's still all of the product going back out is with the uh, reevaluation uh, label that the PRMRA, we had to effective, you know, April 29th, the, the new label applies. So um, it's according to the, the current label. Stroud notes that crops treated with Lambda products cannot be fed to or grazed by livestock in Canada, including any harvested grain seed screenings, hay forage silage byproducts, or the aftermath. Correct, absolutely. And um, growers should, uh, you know, as we always say, review the current label restrictions, and we're encouraging them to consult with their commodity associations prior to using uh, Lambda. In the meantime, she hopes the Pest Management Regulatory Agency will reconsider a decision prohibiting Lambda use on crops that could be used as livestock feed. We understand that it's such an important technology to growers. Uh, we w- I will add that our submission that we put forward in September of 2021, uh, requesting reinstatement of as many of the livestock feed grain uses as possible, is still under review by, by PMRA. So we're uh, continuing to support that submission until it's completed. Christina Stroud is the head of corporate affairs for Syngenta Canada. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Market update brought to you by Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading today. Canola went up 6.10 to 731.42. One red spring wheat went down 41 cents at 378.44. The rest were unchanged. Durham 433.68. Feed barley 357.58. Chickpeas 1058.22. Flax 541.98. Lentils 793.50. Oats 220.32. Yellow peas 402.60. Feed wheat, 289.55. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for May is up 3 cents at 8.50 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Heartland Livestock Market Report. It's Brett Jensen reporting from the Swift Current Yards with 1,100 head on offer last week. Here's how it went. The good cows brought a dollar thirty-five to one forty-eight with sales up to one fifty-nine. Medium cows were ninety to a dollar thirty. Good bulls they were one forty-five to one sixty-five, and the heiferets and feeding cows were one eighty to two ten. In their feeder sale last week, the five weight steers three ten to three thirty-one. Six weight steers were three bucks to three seventeen. Seven weight steers were two seventy to two eighty-five. The eight weights were two. 240 to 258 into the heifers. Five weight heifers were 270 to 305. Six weight heifers, they were 260 to 280. Seven weight heifers were 265 to 278. And the eight weights, they were 230 to 242. Our last pre sort internet sale before June is going to be this Thursday, April the 27th. Expecting a thousand head of feeder cattle on offer with some pens of replacement heifers and top quality grass cattle with a very active feeder market. Folks, let's get your cattle in front of the competitive buyer's row. 
Canada's source for quality, Heartland Livestock and Swift Current. And today's Saskatchewan pork price quotes, we have $182.53 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazink Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Saskatchewan and Japan are strengthening their economic ties. The Saskatchewan government has signed a memorandum of cooperation with the president of Japan Overseas Infrastructure Investment Corporation. The provincial government says the goal is to encourage Japan to support infrastructure investment in a number of sectors, such as helium development. It also serves as an opportunity for Saskatchewan to showcase its leadership in sustainable mining practices. Japan is one of Saskatchewan's largest export markets, as over $1.2 billion in goods were exported to the country, mostly agri-food products. Canada's biggest railways will report their first quarter results this week. Canadian National Railway will report its results late today, while Canadian Pacific Kansas City Limited will report its results late Wednesday. The Bank of Canada will publish Wednesday its summary of monetary policy deliberations by its governing council for its interest rate decision earlier this month. Tech Resources will hold its annual meeting Wednesday when shareholders will vote on a proposal to split the company's metals and steel-making coal businesses into two different companies and a second plan to end its dual-class share structure. Glencore, which is seeking to acquire tech, opposes the plan to split the company. Stats Canada will release Friday its gross domestic product figures for February as well as its early estimate for March. TC Energy Corp. will report its first quarter results Friday. On the markets today, the TSX is down 19 points at 20,673. The Dow is up 7 points at 33,816. Oil is up $1.07 at 78.94 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 73.90 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.